let them have the flaming stick of fire and watch mm. what happens. The flaming stick of fire. <laughs> Hello, my beautiful creatures, and welcome. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brews and Bruins. Um, it is episode 25 of season four. Who'd have thought we'd still be here after season two? Um, I'm Drew Johnson. We're here with Cam Hasbrook. We're here with Chris Gear, and we're here with Just Belmosto. How's everybody doing? How's everyone's, uh, is everyone surviving the freeze? I was going to ask and then realize Chris is out there on the West Coast. Yeah, it's a a real chilly 59 degrees right now. The sun just went down. Uh, We are struggling through it, but, you know, I've got alcohol to warm me up. I I am sick, though, so, you know, that uh, I'm struggling in a different way, but, you know, seasonally also. Chris, um, I think it's very respectable that you're uh, paying tribute to the MJ flu game on two three twenty three. That's next level dedication to broadcasting yeah. right here. Well, yeah. the good the good news is it's not COVID, and no one else in my household got it. So, um, and I think I'm no longer communicable because I've had this for a while now. But <laughs> you just suck, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> On, on the get a better immune better. system, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking a Happy Dad hard seltzer that I found no. in the back of the fridge. Uh, I, I've reviewed a bunch of these. I don't need to belabor it. I like the minimalistic can, though. It's kind of cool. Oh, you're not you're not gonna belabor it at all. <laughs> I thought it was you weren't gonna draw it out. You just didn't even draw it to begin with. That's, nope. You know, respect. All right. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. I just got back from bowling with Drew. It is shouts to Lancey, a negative 37s all around with the wind chill. Uh, <laughs> really good stuff. Um, I I was walking outside and and then I checked the weather and it said it was gonna get colder and I was like, nah, <laughs> that's not a thing. It doesn't get colder than what I just felt. Um, but then I guess the top of Mount Washington is like negative hundred right now or something like that. It's fucking yeah. crazy. It's gonna get down there. Um Want to go uh, climb it real quick? No, I cannot express enough <laughs> how much I specifically do not want to do that. Um, I'm drinking a on the point Pilsner from Four River Brewing Company, um, a very light Pilsner. It's got like that just see through yellow color, definitely passes the Drew test. Drinkability pretty high, not a ton of flavor to it. Um, I mean, it, it tastes like it's just like a very light Pilsner. It does pack 5.1%, which is a little bit more than I thought. Uh, drinkability is going to be high, like a 31 tasteability. Only like a 7, but it is a pleasant flavor. It's very smooth. You could you could crush a few of these for sure. Um, yeah, shout out to Four River. I don't drink a ton of their stuff, but I feel like the couple of times I've had it, it's been good. Shouts to Savvy Drew's cat as well, who just made an appearance. I was a little concerned by the way you were holding. It looked like you were holding your cat strictly by the legs. <laughs> I didn't like that. Jess, how are you doing? 
I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm cold, but I have a cat now, so it's all good. <laughs> Makes it better. Jess, uh, today's a big day for you, right? Episode 500 of Locked On Flames. I see yeah. them on Twitter. Monday? Yeah, Monday's episode wow. 500, which is so... Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. wild to think that I've stuck around with it this long, considering <laughs> it's a daily podcast, and uh, the fact that I haven't been fired. I think that's even more remarkable. Uh, You've been fired a lot fewer times than Cam has. Yeah, that's something we can definitely relate to, the shock and awe value of strictly not being fired by ourselves. Yeah, uh, no, like the fact that, that. They, that they're like, oh, yeah, no, like you're doing great. Like, keep it up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're celebrating episode 499 and returning to Bruise and Brews with a margarita. Um, nice. I don't have anything else in my house right now. Uh, accidentally participated in dry January because I had COVID at the beginning of the month. <laughs> and then I like, I just didn't have a reason or really any desire to drink. So um, this margarita is very strong. So these abilities a little up there. Um, drinkability, it's probably like a, also like a 15 because it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You can't technically drink it. I like the uh, margarita out of a pint glass vibe. That's really how more margarita should be served. Thank you. Um, again, still, you know, we've lived here for almost three years in this apartment, and I still don't have like nice wine glasses, margarita, martini. There's no reason out to of whatever. Else I'm saying. <laughs> Whatever works. I think I think we have one wine glass, which works out well because I don't drink wine, but Julia does. But we definitely had more and broke them. But we have Italian. Your mom would be ashamed of you for not drinking. She is. She is for many reasons. (laughs) We also have one wine glass. I I think I also have one wine glass. Why do we all have one? I think I have one good not a good one, but one that I have one wine glass. (laughs) Yeah. And other glasses you can drink wine out of. <laughs> kind of yes, again, we go for whatever is around. Anyway, we are a The Hockey Podcast Network <laughs> podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and Pride Diehards, sponsored by DraftKings and Raycon now. Raycon. Uh, I can't really say the rest of their ad right now because I don't know what it says, but we'll get to that. Um, good intro, Drew. <laughs> hey, I'm hosting. Um, so <laughs> hey, you know what they like... say? Hey, I'm hosting. <laughs> um, let's see. The Bruins definitely did not lose three games in a row at any point, um, at all this season, which is awesome that they would never have uh, lost three in a row. Um, but they did, and I didn't watch the games, which I'm happy about. Did anybody watch those games and feel the pain and feel like the season is now over, even though they came back and and did okay? But I watched Calgary feel like the seven in a row. I'm numb to any sort of thing. But no, um, I think the biggest thing for me, I didn't watch them. I At least I don't remember watching them. So that's always a good sign. But Block it out. Yeah, like it's just one of those things where it, it's okay to lose. The sky isn't falling. Your goaltender doesn't need to be traded. Um, 
you don't have to start talking about letting pasta walk in free agency. Like it, it's a, it's a loss. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not even like, it's, I feel like the thing we've been saying with the Bruins, like, Oh, eventually they got to come back down to earth. And like, that's still like not them coming back down to earth. Like, I feel like I, we've been extremely spoiled to be like, Oh man, a three game losing streak. That's the absolute very bare minimum floor of like, uh Oh, you know, like that's not even, that doesn't even qualify as a losing streak to me within in the context of what they've done this season. It was like, I mean, we talked about it a million times. Hockey is a beautiful, but very dumb game where it's oftentimes decided by a couple of stupid, unpredictable bounces. And the fact that the Bruins have been able to control like, 84% of the bounces so far this year is ridiculous. Um, and when you're when you're going through like your oh shit moment and you can still look at the record and like laugh at it and be like, ah, that's not real. That's dumb. Uh, then there's nothing to worry about. And I mean, it was nice to like see them beat Toronto. I think to get back on and winning ways before the, the break, just solely f- so that like we didn't have like the I'll call them far right Bruins media, which seems like the accurate description. Being like, "Oh, are they finally falling down?" Like we didn't, we could. I feel like we could dodge most of the storylines. They had a really hard fought win against a team that's really fucking good in Toronto. Um, so yeah, but I mean, even if they had lost that game, I would not at all be concerned. It was like, look at what they've done this year. They they have like 10, 15 losses to spare before I'm worried about anything. Yeah, and, thanks, Cam. You basically good. said it all because. Uh, I'm once again conserving words. Uh, don't panic. Three losses, three good teams blew the doors off of the Maple Leafs again. Yeah, I guess they didn't blow the doors off for the first time. But uh, uh, all I really have to add is that Tukarask would not have lost three of those games. So uh, just keep that in mind. No, he would have lost five there. games in a game. <laughs> He would have lost five of those five out of three games. How is he already, you know, he's involved with goalie controversy even after he's retired. He just lives rent free in our media brains. He wouldn't hug Swaben. Uh, I don't know. Let's just break a milk crate, though. <laughs> um, all right, moving on from there, I suppose. Um, we do have the all-star break a coming. Um, and it's we here. have the all-star it's skill competition. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. The competition, the skills competition already started. No idea what's going on in that right now. If it's anyone boring. has any idea, it's boring. It's, it's boring. boring. Yeah, the never... events are chopped up all over the place. Like they're not, I don't know. I feel like they're not cohesive and maybe it's because I'm, on the older side of hockey, I guess I'm not one of like the young girls with 16 teams, which is, you know, whatever. But there's too much ping ponging around. They did like three fastest skaters and then they moved to the dunking event, which was great because we did get to see Sidney Crosby in wet t shirt and shorts. So, like, I'll take it. His thighs looked great. And then we went to fastest <laughs> shot and breakaway. And it's just like, we don't know the winners of anything yet. And interesting. It's just not cohesive for my, for my little lady brain. Sounds very NHL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. My little lady brain uh, has never enjoyed the 
skills competition. There are like a couple events that I like, but I feel like it just, I don't know, for the most part, seems like people don't care. I, I think the things that people want to see the most are like a genuine shootout competition. Yeah. And there's no way you can make the goalies care about it because no yeah. goalie wants to be giving it their all and get undressed. Like it, mm-hmm. no one's right. gonna. I've never seen a goalie try in the like breakaway competition or the like shootout thing. Um, fastest shot used to be fun when Chara was dialing it up, but now like who cares? Um, I, I do like the uh, accuracy shooting, like that's always fun, but whatever. Yeah, like it's not uh, worth it to the, tune into a whole broadcast just to see that. With Seth the, Jones. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Seth Jones was doing, um, I think it was the breakaway challenge, and he just gave up. Johnny Gaudreau gave nothing. And then they did like the goalie tandem contest where goalies can score a goal, whatever. But it was literally like a sliver of the net versus the whole net. And the goalies were just like hitting foul balls, basically. Like they don't care. But um, Connor Hellebuck was really into it. (laughs) And I think, you know, good for him. But I would much rather be in like Turks and Caicos with, you know, the rest of my teammates. But again, they're too rich to care about the million dollars, the million dollar prize. And there's nothing like really exciting about it. Yeah, I like I like the shooting accuracy with the targets and everything. Though this year, did they go with the electronics or did they go back to the boards that break when you hit it? Because the I, past few years they've been weird and they would light up a certain target and then a player has to aim for that specific one or something and it's really weird. I'm gonna be entirely honest. It was on my computer screen, but I wasn't watching. Which basically summarizes how entertaining it is this year. Yeah. Um, I feel like the all-star event is like one of those things where it's like, if like you and your friends like don't have plans and like, oh, you can order cold pizzas and like a 30 rack and like sit around and like have a good time with it on. And like, you see like, you know, David Pasternak pop on the screen and you talk about him for five minutes and then like you look up and something else happening and it's like a good time. But like, I didn't have that i just like you know what i mean i didn't really have plans for today so I, I'm, I'm like oh i have to make sure i watch that like i don't give a fuck <laughs> if you don't make plans specifically for like something social around it you're not going to watch it for the competitiveness because it's not there like it's not the same as you know even a pretty low level quote-unquote nhl game is still like balls to the wall competitive and it's, you're not going to see that it's just like you know there's some cool like entertaining bits and like you get to see some personality from a couple people and stuff but like from i don't know you watch sports because the athletes are amazing and like it's kind of amazing to see the stuff they do in all their games because it's a little creative sometimes but it's not to the same level of like you know dangling out a defenseman in like an actual game where they're trying it's just fundamentally Uh, different i have a question for all of you would you rather like what excites you more the Mm -hmm. home run derby or the skills competition because like home run derby for sure they want to win that shit they want to win that shit that's like a different that's like an ego i don't even know if it's an ego thing i guess maybe it depends on the player but like even if like you want to win that that's something that like you know i don't know why don't know know what the fuck it is but like yeah i will say this isn't just a hockey problem like 
the NBA has been trying to fix their skills competition for years. Like they're bringing in non pros to the dunk contest this year. Um, and I mean, like, I think the home run derby is legitimately the only event that like I find interesting out of all the all-star competition. Like I, I don't think I've ever watched the pro bowl. Yeah. Oh no. That's I watched the puppy bowl, like the little (laughs) thing in between. Well, I also, I feel like, I feel like as a concept, all-star games are very like pre streaming era because like Mm -hmm. back in that day, you'd see your local team and a couple of national broadcasts, but like, if you lived in Massachusetts, sort of like you didn't have an opportunity to watch Connor McDavid on a regular basis. Like the All Star right. Game is like, oh, I can see this guy who's like, you know what I mean. And nowadays, where like you pay for your subscription and you can watch every team that's not your home team because that's how that works for some reason. Um, you can see McDavid in an actual game whenever you want. You can see Crosby or you can see whoever you know what I mean, even if it's another sport or something. Yeah. And so I feel like the appeal of like actually being able to see all the All Stars in one especially nowadays where like it's very very obvious i don't know i feel like even back in the day maybe i'm wrong but like there was a little bit more competitive in things but like i feel like nowadays where it's like more marketed and a lot more commercial it's just kind of like you know everybody's taking the week off and kind of like having fun with it which is cool but like it's not again it's just a very different experience as a fan i think the nhl could do themselves a favor by actually honoring their fan vote like the actual fan voting versus their system of already picked players because in number one it's fun it's unsuspecting I think it would be so fun to you know have I don't know, like Brett Ritchie be voted in or like some random like fourth liner that you know is just like the epitome of fourth line grinderness that like Ryan Reeves. If people wanted to vote Ryan Reeves in, I don't see a problem with that. But the league just doesn't enjoy fun. And that's the problem. Yeah, I'd way rather see like almost like in like a minor league in AHL or like even like a college all-star game where it's like people you don't know who are trying to impress the national audience. Like I feel like yeah. that would be something cooler than like yeah, how much does Sidney Crosby really have to gain from like going hard in the All Star Week? Like nothing. Exactly. They should have a seventh player award weekend where every team's seventh player award winner. Because obviously, <laughs> every team has Nesson that that does that. Um, Drew, one way you can make the All Star game a lot more fun is by betting on it with DraftKings if you can. <laughs> NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it does not hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. She- oh, no. Void in Ohio. That's new. No Ohio. Void in Ohio. See channels for details. Ohio. I don't Ohio. think so. <laughs> For Johnny Gaudreau. 
Four dead in Ohio. That's depressing. But you know what's not depressing? Please personalize. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good. But most of the time, pretty unrealistic. Feel free to share examples of times you've given up on a New Year's resolution. I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to b- break the bank or feel the sweat to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with battery that will last you all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, so you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know, oh, even if you know you'll love Raycons as much as some people do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Some of their some of their products include earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips, and feeling the sweat for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit. Water and sweat resistant. <laughs> uh, so ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off by raycon.com slash THPN. Very cool, Drew. Only because of us. Bruce and Brutes podcast. Um, we have listener questions, unless anyone has any comments on that new ad read. And listeners, have, please have please send in your comments. For yeah, <laughs> okay. I think if you can't wait to hear, up, it'll sound like a condom ad instead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Raycon, who uh, enough no. battery to go all night long, yeah. baby. <laughs> the gel tip, really. <laughs> what did it say? Buy something small for a big impact or something? Yes, like, yes, it did. Yeah. It's a Drew's, Drew's selling yeah. vibrators out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, vibrators and uh, something that rhymes with it. Sean Rajat asks or Rajo, i'll never get it right it's it was the first one you got it okay good but i'll never get it right because i'll always triple guess myself just gotta take a rajat in the dark rajat in the dark and you're to blame what would you do to make the all-star weekend better voting process who goes what events the game itself etc we kind of got to this um voting process for sure um but also in terms of it's not a participation like context you don't need one player from every team um and it just sounds like uh whatever they're doing tonight with the whole mix and match with the skills competition events nope keep it fluid keep it consistent 
Um, what do you, what do you guys think? Anything? Go listen to today's episode of Lock, or I guess Friday's episode of Locked On Flames because we dissect and discuss this entire thing. Plus, pitch some really fun ideas of how to make the All Star Game weekend better, like by adding mics to every player and GoPros on the refs. Heck yeah! Um, I would scrap the whole idea of like an All Star Game and just do a skills competition. And I know I just came from trashing the skills competition, but what <laughs> to say? Do you want them to just not do it? <laughs> I would not include. Uh, th- this would never happen because the NHL is uh, attempting Boring. to market players. Um, I would say uh, use your uh, tracking software, whatever they do, to determine the top 10 like fastest skaters in the league, the top 10 hardest slap shooters. Uh, and I don't know exactly how you determine the most accurate shooters, but I don't know, maybe pick like uh, highest wrist shot shooting percentages and whatnot um most primary assists on slap shots and like have all those guys come in and do the like specific events that correlate to their skills and obviously like not everyone is not mandatory but like i don't know try and get five of the top 10 and see who's actually the best at stuff because that's the stuff that i'm interested in like you can't always catch exactly what's going on in the heat of a game. Um, but separating people out and like watching them to see who's the best at what they do. Like that's interesting to me. Yeah. Like if Zdeno Chara didn't make the all-star game, I guess he doesn't have the hardest slap shot in the league that year, you know? (laughs) I mean, on that note, though, I think that would be kind of cool to bring back some alumni from each team to, like, participate in something. Like, I don't know. It'd be cool. Like, I'd be more interested if I could see Z try to hit Clappers still and see what he's got, like, after, you know, a year away or whatever. But um, I also think kind of alluding to my earlier point, I think inviting, like, I don't know, 20, 25, or maybe 30, like, draft-eligible players for next season who are about to enter the NHL draft over the next year and – give them an opportunity to get on camera and show off this stuff. And, oh, you know, I mean, it's not quite a, a that's probably illegal, not quite a common yeah, yeah, sure, violation because they're sure still the like, children, right? yeah. Why would you be allowed to do that and have fun? Mm-hmm. Um, but theoretically, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I think the problem with the NHL is, is that all of these players have the personality of a piece of white bread So you can't really get much out of them and you want to market them. But, you know, I think all-star games in general are for diehard fans and you aren't going to cater to us. You, there's only so many ways a casual fan is going to get interested in something. And I'm sorry, but Sidney Crosby doing something like that's cool but like it's not enough we need to figure out something else and I think that they're attempting that with um you know bringing in some women's hockey players and whatnot but let them have the flaming stick of fire and watch mm. what happens. The flaming stick of fire. Yeah, let that let Gaudreau go. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Episode he'll have a title. Let me make a note. 
but like there just there has to be some sort of entertainment factor like we said for the all-star or for the home run derby rather that is fun because that's not something that is easily predicted um and just there's something so smooth about baseball players confidence and just I really enjoy the home run derby and I think that the NHL needs to just hire a bunch of people to sit in a boardroom and listen to us pitch our campaigns because I'm the if Trevor Zegras is tweeting the snooze emoji you're doing something wrong if you think Trevor Zegras is one of the best hockey players in the league you're you're not watching the game um Eric Ripperson. <laughs> I'm just gonna start trashing Trevor's egress whenever I can because I did once like three weeks ago and I loved it. It made me feel so good about myself. Uh Eric Ripperson, you're a fan at All-Star Weekend in Florida. You have to pick one beer and stick to it. What are you going for? I'm going Corona Extra. Um, specifically the extra. I gotta keep with the extra. I'd say Corona lights to you know, so you can drink a lot of them, but why not just drink the same amount of extras and just be drunker? Um, but Corona, I like. It's one of my go-tos in terms of crap beer. And um, uh, you, you're in the you sunshine. Just right? Corona craft beer. Cam, you're muted. Oh, was that a craft beer or a crap with a beer? <laughs> a craft beer. Craft. Craft. <laughs> craft beer. beer. Open to no, it's, uh... Wait, what would it be then? Why am I blanking Corona? on the two? Just a... It's a macro brew. Yeah. <laughs> macro brew. <It's> beer. <laughs> yeah. You know oh, wait. I don't everywhere. know why I just say... Yeah. Yeah. I got... I was like thinking macro and micro and then thinking... Macro and microeconomics. Um, anyway, Corona Extra and you're in Florida. It's the beach. Uh, I'm going opposite direction. I'm bringing a little bit of uh, the Great White North down to the beach. I'm going uh, Labatt's, the nice blue light. Good way. It's something you can just keep crushing, um, but it's got kind of, you know, the hockey spirit to it. Plus, that would be, I'd imagine, pretty rare down there. So that'd be, you know, something of a treat. Yeah. I'll go with some Allagash. Lights? Yeah. I assume. It's kind of the. Yeah, I mean, it's like a blue moon, if you've ever had a blue moon, but local, I guess. I don't know. A little, a little weedier, too. Yeah. Yeah. Weedier as well. Cause it's- um, I, I don't know. I, so, uh, I, I know Miller Light's listening. Um they always are. And, and they're, they, they're sitting there. Them, them and the uh, FBI or CIA when, agents. When is, when is my name going to be mentioned? Um, I think that would not be a bad choice uh, for the record, but that's not going to be my choice. I also thought about Corona. Um, but I think that that aftertaste of Corona with the, the clear bottles, that kind of skunkiness is not my thing for the duration of whatever all-star weekend are we talking about for the whole weekend don't knock yeah. it till you try it. um I, oh i have it's, yeah, uh, it's been tried so I, I think i'm gonna go with a similar choice because you know if i'm if i'm out celebrating in a you know, i'd say a tropical location i think tampa uh, this time of year you know maybe doesn't necessarily count but um 
Pacifico is a is a really good Mexican beer with the you know you can put some lime there, um, and it's uh it's very drinkable. I thought you were going Modelo. I do like Modelo. It's uh, I think Pacifico is like a little bit higher on my tier there. Yeah, uh, honestly, really. actually, I think I'm gonna change my answer though. I'm gonna go with Estrella Jalisco. Um, that is okay. is an, another solid Mexican beer that. Uh, I think is it's a little lighter than than Pacifico, and uh, it it does well over over the course of a weekend. Nice, it's drinkable, it's tasteable. What more, more could you want. need? Uh, going in literally the opposite <laughs> direction. What's the best beer to drink when there's a negative forty five degree wind chill? And that one's from Lauren Healy. Shouts to Lauren. Uh, just kicked my ass in bowling. Um, I'm not sure Way if Pam go, beat her or not. I think, no, I think, I think she won. No, I yeah. think she kicked all her ass. Yeah, I had a strong start, but a tough finish, and it was vice versa for her. So. And then she had like three strikes in a row. Um, Dirty. But anyway, what's the best beer to drink when there's a negative 45 degree wind chill? Are we assuming that you're like outside in this, or are you like at the bar? Like, oh man, I know. It's I think you're recovering outside. from it. Yeah, like you had to get through it, but you're not. You just got into the bar. Yeah. You just got into the bar. You take off your gloves. You're starting to take off your coat and everything. And the bartender's like, "What can I get for you?" And you're ordering a or an. It's got to be like a. I ordered a moose head, so I'm gonna like go with that. Thick fucking IPA, something that's gonna get you buzzing quick because you gotta forget about that. <laughs> something, yeah. something heavy. I don't think you need to go like Guinness heavy. I don't think it's gotta be like fill you up heavy. Although a lot of people, I think, feel that way about IPAs. But something that's gonna smack your face around a little bit, and you know, you're gonna, you know, you're drinking it. You're gonna start feeling it in your facial muck. Facial facial muscles pretty quickly. Like before that pint glass is gone, you're feeling a little bit of the buzz and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Things are getting better. Also, a lot was my alternative answer. <laughs> what is the best drink a lot of whatever it's going to be? I, I got a pretty good one for this. Um, I was thinking you want something robust. You want something strong. Um, and one of my favorite New England beers is the mountain ale from the shed brewing company it's a vermont uh like i basically find it anywhere in vermont um i looked it up it is 7.4 percent alcohol it's a it's an amber it's very smooth it's originally i was thinking of doing like stouts but you know you can't really uh you can't really get into the stouts because they they do fill you up yeah that's the Um, problem with those and i know this is a high alcohol content here but you know you kind of want that uh, I I don't subscribe to the falsehood that alcohol makes you warmer because it does in fact make you colder because it constricts your uh, capillaries and whatnot. But uh, listen here, kids. If if you are indoors, uh, it will numb you up a little bit. It'll uh, make you emotionally warmer. Yeah. So that's really what you're going for. Physicality so, is one thing. I, and I mean, <laughs> you're, you'd be hard pressed to find a better tasting. 7.4% alcohol by volume beer than Mountain Ale by the Shed. It's uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's real tasty and real smooth. You can find them at a lot of mountains, like Pleasant Mountain. Yeah. I don't drink enough beers or know enough beers to answer this question, so I'm just going to say a shot of like 
whiskey because a good shot of Jack Honey or Jack Fire makes you forget all about that cold weather and just have some Tums or something on hand. Next morning's gonna just, just, make sure you get some water in. Just put the diet. Tums. Just put the Tums in the shot, and that's the seltzer. I'm just thinking about how uh, Isabel, when we took her to Massachusetts, she was like, she loved it, but she was so sad that it wasn't like snowy and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh well, you do get like. Uh, you do get sick of it at points. Like sometimes it gets real bad. And she was like, no, nah, that's not true. Like that's, and it did, it did, it did snow the last day before we left. So she did get to see some snow and we took her up to Stratton to do some tubing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just imagining what she'd be like. If it was... I say come drop her off in the negative 37. Yeah. I promise you she will never come back. Yeah, just put her on a plane. Me and Cam will go to the Portland jet port. The, this girl who like, yesterday was like refusing to eat her food because she needed to sit up and get out of her blankets when it was 65 degrees in our apartment, in our house. <laughs> uh, not not surviving in New England oh, weather. Man. That's fantastic. Born, born and bred in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, um, yeah. It's nature, not nurture. I guess nurture, not nature. <laughs> Rather, <laughs> um, Mr. Tommy Orton ask asks ask. What do you ask? What's your favorite Bruins goalie mask of all time? Uh, Cheevers is up there. Um, Andy Moog had the had the meth bear helmet um tukarask had a killer bear helmet tim thomas had the plain white one (laughs) well he thought he was gonna get traded so he had all (laughs) white pads and then he was like i'm just gonna win the cup instead in the (laughs) (laughs) but he did i think that's why anyway he thought he was probably gonna get traded and it's like i'm not gonna put all this money into making this equipment look like it's bruins if i'm gonna get traded and it worked. So maybe those ones. Maybe that's the one. Maybe that's the one. Didn't it have like Washington DC or something? Like it almost looked like a quarter or something. I need to look this up now because maybe that would be weird considering how anti government he is. Or pro government, depending on which party is in power. What? Uh no, he's pretty anti government regardless. He's like it does have the in God we trust quarter on the front of it. It literally has a quarter smack on the middle of it, and then it's like kind of a bear with the rest That's of it. Weird. It's all white, so you can't really 100% tell unless you look at it like I just did now and didn't realize back in the day, but there is a bear on it. Uh, I don't like there's... any of the Bruins goalie helmets. I think they all missed an opportunity. I think the All-Stars uh, Allmark one is pretty good. Yeah. Um, that, that That's probably my favorite one I've seen. Um, Jacob Markstrom's blasty setup is probably my favorite, uh, just because it's actually doing something. It's kind of on brand. Like Swayman's helmet looks like someone designed a, like a, a background for your phone and he just like slapped it on a helmet. I, I don't know. I feel like it's got to be the Cheevers just for like historical 
cultural like significance. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I do like Omar's current one though. It's it's pretty cool. With the I guess it's the, the one he's been wearing for the last few weeks since the classic and stuff with the throwback logo. Little Andy Moog tribute. Kind of cool. Gary Jerry Cheevers with the like horror movie mask. Like that's yeah. Yeah, I think that's like an OG goalie lore masks, just like as a hockey fan and like a specifically a goalie fan, I feel like for the like cultural significance and like just the story behind it is cool enough and like you show it to people and they're like, Oh, that's cool. Why do you do that? And then there's like a legitimately cool story behind it. Oh, that's so cool. And shouts to Chris's card. That's not mine. Uh, my my dad got that for Cat uh, for Christmas. She mentioned that on a previous podcast. But oh, a, nice. a Jerry Cheevers probably fired for that Jerry Cheevers yeah. signed a hockey card from his days with the Crusaders. You know, big Crusaders guy. Yeah. Um, and then one last question, one last listener question from Ghost of John Goat is do you remember marius zirkowski um and now yes i did just triple check that's pr- the pronunciation using how to pronounce.com bruce bruins podcast is sponsored by how to pronounce.com um and uh i looked this guy up because nope um and uh was drafted by the bruins 91 Played for them in 93, 94, then decided, hey, I'm going to go play in Europe. Then came back, played a couple seasons with, Bo- couple seasons with Boston. Then he bounced around the league, ended his NHL career with Boston, 05, 06. Um, and then we all know what happened after the 05, 06 season. Or wait, was it before the 05, 06 season? When the fuck was the lockout? I don't know. Wasn't it 04? Was it 04? I felt like it was 06. Oh, whenever. Go Union. Uh, we're too young. Yeah. <laughs> we're all too young. Um, but yeah, no. No, I don't. Um, no. Nope. But decent, decent NHL totals. Uh, 745 games played, 435 points, 274 penalty minutes. Um, playoffs, 42 games, 15 points. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, it's I mean, been that, worse. That that is a name that no one should forget, but unfortunately, we all have. <laughs> the way she goes sometimes. You win some, you lose some. Take us home, Drew. All right. Um, no, seriously, well, I need you to take me home. Yeah, uh, where you are. We need uh, a ride. It's cold. Take me. Come tonight. Um, we got Cam, we got Drew, we got Chris, and we got Jess. Jess, congrats again on coming up. By the time this is out, probably five hundred episodes. By the thank you. Um, yeah. Anything else you wanna you wanna shout out? Um, leave no, us some wise words. Be smart. Don't do anything dumb. And if you need advice because you feel stuck in this wonderful world of sports and journalism, or you don't know what you're doing with your life, come to me. I will try to bestow some wisdom upon you. Awesome. That's what half of Margaret did this to you. 
Yeah, grab your hey, message Jess and grab a margarita <laughs> and just t- talk it all out. Um, that's the official message from Brews and Bruins. Um, and uh, you know, we got we got we got to go. Bye. Bye.